Welcome to the Data for Betterment podcast, Reimagine Hybrid Work, with your host, Maribel Lopez. Maribel is the founder of the Data for Betterment Foundation and Lopez Research. The Data for Betterment Foundation is a nonprofit organization that helps individuals understand and prepare for how their career will change as companies embrace new technologies. Lopez Research, a market research and strategy consulting firm, helps companies understand how technologies such as connected devices, collaboration, cloud computing, and AI change the customer and employee experience. The firm's clients range from startups to global corporations, including 10 of the Fortune 30. She's also the author of the highly regarded business book on how those technologies are transforming the company, employee, and customer experience, Right Time Experiences, published by Wiley. She's also a frequent public speaker at corporate events and contributor at Forbes.com. Maribel is currently researching and writing her next book on how to build successful strategies for workplace transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm here today with Blake McConnell. He is the SVP of Employee Workflows at ServiceNow. And I'm actually really excited to have this conversation with Blake because there's a tremendous amount of work and energy going on in a return to office, the concepts of hybrid work. Obviously, 2020 was a challenging year for all. Many companies had to shift how they engaged and serviced their clients, how they created new employee workflows, which is even in Blake's title. So, Blake, your company was at the heart of much of this transition. Can you speak to a few of the key learnings from 2020? Sure, happy to. And Maribel, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So 2020, right, pretty challenging year for companies and people specifically. What we saw in 2020, uh, as employees started to work from home, work remotely, we saw companies start really thinking in kind of a May timeframe, believe it or not, about how to return employees to the workplace. And so we started working with customers. And what we learned is, number one, companies didn't really have a lot of technology or processes in place to stay in touch with their employees, to communicate with their employees, to communicate in a bi-directional manner. But number two, we did see companies really start to talk about kind of wellness and safety of their employees and wanting to really tackle those problems. So kind of May of last year, we introduced a suite of apps that we uh, quickly created on our platform known as the Safe Workplace Suite. And if I think about what those apps represent, they ultimately represent workforce readiness. Like, hey, is the workforce ready to return to the office? What, What is happening with individuals in their home life, if you will? And then what is happening with individuals with respect to their health? Is my workforce really ready to return? And then from a workplace perspective, hey, if the workforce is ready, is my workplace ready to accept them, right? Do we have PPE? Do we have the ability to reserve spaces, to automate cleaning of those spaces? And so we kind of started this journey around Safe Workplace where every two weeks we would release more code, we'd get feedback from customers, we'd release more code. But that journey over the course of 2020 was really around 
Is the workforce ready? How are organizations communicating with their workforce? Is the workplace ready? What does it mean for the workplace to be ready? And then what are some of the applications that are kind of representative of that new normal? You know, companies or universities thinking about contact tracing, thinking about employee travel, how to ensure safe travel, and then also just how to keep records or keep a checklist of who has had COVID testing, how often are you COVID testing, and again, part of that kind of safe work environment for employees. I think this concept of communication that you brought up is so interesting because before that, I don't think many organizations had that type of channel that you were looking at. And you bring up a really interesting point, too, that this specific time actually created a need for new applications and services that we've never had before. And, you know, none of these really existed in your existing suite and portfolio of applications or even as a concept with most of your existing vendors. Now, I know a lot of companies might have viewed you as sort of IT service desk and getting from that to sort of a set of workplace services is a really interesting transition. Can you tell me when you were sitting around in the company thinking about employee workflows, you know, how did this come about for ServiceNow as a concept? Where was it driven from? Did clients come to you? Did you think it would be a great idea? It's interesting to see how this rolled out into the world. Yeah, so it really started probably in the March timeframe, and it was more around emergency response type applications, just enabling organizations to check in with their employees, for employees to self-report. We did work with the state of Washington around emergency response application. And so prior to Safe Workplace, prior to organizations thinking about returning to the workplace, was really around emergency response. And so we kind of got our proverbial toe in the water around emergency response. And, And frankly, some of this was just working with our customers. You know, we learned what state of Washington was doing and we worked with them and we talked with them and said, hey, this is probably an application that you've created that could be utilized by a lot of state and local agencies. You know, let us put our engineers on it and let's try to more make it distributable in a generally available manner. So that's kind of when we started on the journey. And then once we said we want to help companies, we want to help agencies, we want to help educational institutions really return to campus or return to work, we started looking across the portfolio of ServiceNow to say, what do we have? We're a single platform company, so all of our technology, all of our our IP is in a single platform. Hey, what's in the platform that we can start to repurpose and, and utilize? And so that's, you know, surveys. How do you survey your employees? Communications is something that we have shipped in our HR product for some time. It's been more around hey, it's benefit season, hey, it's tax season, communicating with employees in a targeted manner around these benefits an organization has. You know, we took that targeted campaigns capability and said, hey, let's use this as a way to communicate with employees about their readiness and willingness to return to the office. So we kind of repurposed a lot of the technology that that already exists in platform. And then the other thing that's pretty interesting that we saw you know, and we'll see how it lands in 2021 and go forward, is I think historically organizations were pretty siloed in nature. 
IT did their stuff, HR did their stuff, workplace services did their stuff. But all of a sudden, as these organizations became hyper-focused on the employee and that employee mindset and employee readiness, you saw these silos begin to disappear and these teams of leaders really come together to communicate, to cooperate, to collaborate, specific to returning employees into the workplace. And that represented a pretty unique moment for ServiceNow because as a single platform that's horizontal in nature, all of these individuals can operate their function on our platform and it allowed us to have conversations that we had not really had before. And that did introduce us into kind of the facilities org and the workplace services org. And that's how we started down that path. I think this concept that you're bringing up of leveraging things that you have, but reinventing them in new ways is something that we really saw a lot with with coronavirus, people creating things that were not PPE into PPE, platforms that have been used for one thing now being used for another thing. And the concept of a platform, I think, has become very important to organizations that I've spoken to over the past year in the sense that that need for integration and data flow across different workflows has been critical for the success, health, and safety of a lot of organizations moving forward. Now, I know that you've been doing a lot of work in building a platform, maintaining a platform, advancing and evolving a platform. When you think of 2021, what do you see as how we're going to move forward in 2021? Are there any specific themes, any specific tech trend areas that we should be looking at? Yeah, so I'd kind of say two things. So I do think there will continue to be this kind of corporate executive focus on the employee and how does the employee engage with a company or engage with the corporate services of a company and how to minimize the burden, if you will, of those interactions. And that is a lot of what we do with employee workflow, you know, independent of COVID, you know, we think about how do employees engage, how do employees interact across the enterprise, and how do we provide employees multiple channels or interfaces to do that? That's one. And I just think that will accelerate as a trend as organizations realize that being in touch with their employees is super important. The second thing I'll say is I do think workplace services or facilities as a function is super important. We knew exiting 2019 that that function was important and that employees have requests of the facilities org, that employees want to reserve space, employees need a way to submit requests. But what you're really seeing now that will accelerate in 2021 is for employees to come back in the office Employees will need to register that they're coming back. Employees will need to health attest to coming back. Either they've had a COVID test or they've had a vaccine or they fill out a form that talks about their health situation. Employees are going to want to reserve, you know, this is where I'm going to sit for the day. This is the conference room I'm going to use for the day. A lot of companies have parking spaces for reservation. And so just the basics of reservation and scheduling applied to how an employee 
enters a building, where they sit, where they go, who they're interacting with will be a pretty big part of that return to work. And then also what's going to happen for those workplace administrators, they're really going to have to get better at how space is being utilized because companies are now going to have to balance, hey, my employees want flexibility, so they're going to be working from home. They're also going to be coming into the office. And so how do you, how do companies enable that? And at the same time, how do companies be more efficient about how space is being utilized when you're in the office? Because CFOs are going to be looking to save real estate dollars. This has been a huge topic with the organizations that we've been speaking with. Effectively, you know, we're moving to this hybrid distributed work concept. A majority of the organizations, even the ones that were initially very opposed to it, are looking at somewhere between 30 and 80 percent of their employees will work at home a significant portion of the time. And that really changes how people think about the office and the office is becoming much more of a, maybe we recraft it as a collaboration space. Maybe it's not a place that people just come to work full-time. There will be full-time workers, there'll be nomadic workers, there'll be some people that work full-time remotely. So this whole new world really creates a new set of needs around applications and services that you just were talking about in terms of how do I manage my facilities. And I know that we talked about in the past, we were talking about IoT and smart buildings and energy utilization, mm-hmm. all these things that sounded nice, could be kind of efficient. But you know, now people are much more direct about, well, maybe I do need the conference room that tells me if people are in there and how many people are in there. And much better about reservations and much better about facilities management. So I think we have a lot of opportunities in 2021 to create a very different workplace than we've had in the past. All of the future of work stuff that we talked about is arriving in a slightly different way than we had imagined, both in terms of the reason for it and how it will manifest itself. But I really do think it will be different. And and that's great. Now, when you're talking to organizations, I mean, you obviously talk to a wide range of organizations. Are you seeing any differences in terms of how they're approaching this? Or is there any advice that you're providing to these organizations as they think about return to the office? So we definitely deal with a lot of different types of companies, large corporations, state and local agencies, higher ed. And I'd say the general theme that has been consistent is There are definitely essential workers at most of these organizations, and those essential workers have been coming back into the office for some time, and those essential workers are utilizing these return-to-workplace capabilities around health attesting, checking in, getting a daily badge to check in, understanding where those employees have been in the building by in, you know integrating with badge scanners, integrating with elevators, just understanding where people have been. So I think that will continue because most companies have a certain set of essential employees who have needed to come back in. But it, as it pertains to kind of the broader part of the employee base, I think what you're what we are hearing from companies in particular is really this movement to a more hybrid work model that provides tools for employees to be working remotely. A lot of those tools are, you know, powered by digital transformation, right? The proverbial water cooler doesn't exist anymore. 
you know, the ability to lean across the cube and, and ask a coworker for help doesn't exist as much anymore. And so we see companies adopting and, and we're clearly delivering kind of multiple ways for employees to engage with the company and with coworkers, be it, you know, browser, portal interfaces, mobile interfaces, conversational chat interfaces. And we also work closely with companies like Microsoft to integrate with Microsoft Teams because this is a place where employees spend their day getting their job done. So we we think a lot about meeting that employee where they are, engaging them where they are, independent of whether they're working from home or in the office. And then we see different organizations adopt different parts of a technology stack. So when we deal with higher ed, as an example, we see a lot of contact tracing deployment in higher ed. You kind of can keep those students on a given campus and uh, you see a lot more kind of tracking and tracing with higher ed. I'd say with the more corporate clients, we see a lot of the workforce readiness, the daily health, health attestation, a daily badge to get in the office. And then we see a fair amount of automation with respect to cleaning on wherever that employee has been in a given day. Those are some of the differences in kind of company adoption that we see. Well, clearly 2020 was an interesting time. I'm hoping that 2021 will be an exciting time. So with that, what excites you about the technology landscape moving forward? What are you thinking about? Yeah, yeah. So 2020, super crummy in a lot of ways, but it did introduce a lot of new things. And and so it introduced that companies need to be more digital. Companies need to be more digital and companies need to really think through how they engage with their employees. And the whole kind of de-siloing of the enterprise happened in 2020 as these organizations got together to really talk about employees. And so 2020 was super crummy, but it introduced a bunch of employee conversations that just had not been happening. And so now, as we look to 2021, I don't think that's going to change. I think this is a fair amount of the new normal, and companies are really going to think a lot about employees and how they engage with employees. And so from an employee workflow perspective, it means how do we deliver more and more service capabilities to employees in a digital manner through their interface of choice. And so historically, we may have worked pretty closely with HR and what are the services that HR delivers to employees. And those are, you know, traditionally a lot of kind of the life cycle events. You're onboarding, you're offboarding, you got promoted, you're getting a transfer, you need to take paternity or maternity. You know, those are the historical kind of service engagements, if you will, that HR would have with employees. But now we're really accelerating into not just how HR may deliver services, but how the facilities org will deliver services, how legal delivers services. We're we're working with procurement. How does procurement deliver services? And you begin to think about a day in a life for an employee and all of the organizations an employee needs to engage with to get his or her job done. And how do you deliver those services, execute on those requests, answer those questions in a more automated manner through the capabilities of ServiceNow. And so 
we're really able to spread out across the enterprise. And that's because companies are thinking about the employee and, and what a day in the life looks like. And they're willing to work together to solve for the employee. And so we've kind of been on this journey pre-COVID, but now COVID has really set the stage where organizations are willing to have that discussion. I love this concept of the entire organization, all the business units being responsible for creating a better digital employee experience uh, with more service offerings, with more automation, with just more power to serve themselves and get their jobs done. I think that's a huge win for employees. I think it's a huge win for the business community at large. Sorry that we had to get to it this way, but it has been extremely powerful to see the changes we've been able to create in less than a 12-month period. So with that, Blake, I'd love to thank you for being with us today. It's been a great dialogue, and I hope that you'll come back to the show as you announce new capabilities in ServiceNow. Terrific. Thank you, Maribel. And uh, again, happy to do it and uh, look forward to returning.